Welcome to TNC Sessions Podcast, where our desire is to bring you content to help you escape the daily madness. We hope that you enjoy today's show. sessions podcast episode number five hello long awaited long awaited we just looked it's been over two months yes since we uploaded episode four it's been so long (laughs) (laughs) that i haven't seen your yeah whatever it's been it's been going i was enjoying that that i haven't (laughs) seen your face (laughs) i'm trying to be strong so great, so great. Yeah, yeah. No, we have encountered life situation after life situation. Yes. yes. Uh, the both of us. It's been pretty. Every time hectic. we've tried to come and do this, we've had to reschedule and push back, sickness, yeah. hospitals, broken arms. I think that's what happens when you're doing something right, something good, you know, opposition, man. Always Just tries life. to stop it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, that's um, that's normally how you know when there's uh, opposition. Yeah, <laughs> for sure, for sure. Opposition, fight you, fight you from continuing to do the right thing, trying to discourage you. We were having a lot of fun, and then March and April were just crazy. Pause for two months, bro. It's too long. These people being asking. I know. I've I've got a buddy that texts me. This is this is what I told Britt. I got a Joe. He he listens. There for a while, he hasn't texted me in a little bit, but he, there for a while, he would he would text me and say, "When are you dropping the sode?" Hey, the sode. The sode. When are <laughs> nice. you dropping the sode? And I would be, and I would say, "I think we're gonna do it next week." And then next week would come and be like, "Hey, where's the sode?" And I'd be like, "I think we're doing it next week." Uh. And then <laughs> next week would come, but no, we we both have had uh, a lot happen, which is crazy because when we um, finished episode four. And recorded that with Adam, which thank you by the way, buddy. That was a lot of fun yes. talking about gaming and hanging out with you. Um, a week after when we were talking, I think I had said, "Let's talk about." You actually had mentioned to me you were, you yeah, wanted yeah. to talk about you know some things that happened in some situations, yeah, in, in your life, life, and and so we wanted to call it "Expect the Unexpected," and and um, that's when the unexpected and that's when the happening. unexpected started <laughs> happening and preventing yes. us from from getting here to uh to record but you know god has made a way right and hey um shout out to the people that have been asking man if it's not because of you guys pushing for us to get the next episode i think you know sometimes we also get carried away by situations and we kind of just push hobbies or entertainment to the side to focus on serious stuff but thank you to the people that have been asking and have been checking on us to see when we're getting episode five out there. And so, it's here. Yes. It's, here. It's right now. Things have calmed down. We're looking to be able to uh, get back to recording on a more normal basis. Yes. Do some other things. Have fun with it. Absolutely. Talk about different topics and uh, 
and go from there. But mm-hmm. today, today's topic is expect the unexpected. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy that, you know, we all do this because it's nature. We, we, we become shocked when crazy things happened. When crazy things happen and, you know, like for me recently, you know, I had a position change mm-hmm. now at the, at my church full time, which is awesome. Praise God. Yeah. And, uh, and so the last day, my last day of work, uh, where I was previously working that morning, my son snaps his arm in half, yeah. you know? So I'm, I'm like going into that day processing what it means that this is my last day at like a, a secular job and I'm about to be walking into full-time ministry trying to kind of enjoy that la- the, that last day and really appreciate what God is doing and has done mm-hmm. and the opportunity that he's given me. And then, you know, I have my son break his arm and that completely takes all of the energy, you know, consumes all of my thoughts. Excuse me. And, you know, I, I never had time to process it. So I kept, I kept having people ask me like, you know, how's it feel? And it's like, well, I never really got a chance to like go through the process of like leaving one position and going to the next one because then, you, you know, your kid gets hurt and yeah, you know, you're worried about that and, you, and you've faced a, a similar situation with your daughter trying to figure out everything that's been going on with her. And so there's one thing that is certain about this life mm-hmm. and that's uncertainty. Uncertainty. Yep. You never know what's going to happen. Life is life will hit you and you never know what's, what it's going to bring. And so, um, that doesn't make it easier, but, when we have an expectation that the unexpected is going to happen, I think we we will find ourselves a little more prepared to prepared. handle the things that we're not ready for. Yeah, that's the word prepared. Yep. And it's hard not to try to connect the dots and figure out why right now of all times. Right. Could have been yesterday, but today when something new, it's, is the word abroad, like it's about to happen, something new is about to start. Abroad? Yeah. No, I don't think that's the word uh, we're looking for. Okay. <laughs> Good thing I didn't use it. I don't know. I just had that word in my head. Abroad? Yeah, I had to put it in a, in a sentence, but I didn't want it to because I didn't know what it meant. But I, I mean, felt like it, it could fit there. No. Oh, okay. So, what, so Like, what are you trying to say? I have no idea. When something new happens? Yeah, it was, about, it was something new, like getting ready to start. So, I, like something ahead of you, like abroad ahead of you. I don't know. It might be my... English 101 failing me. Yeah, I don't think that's the right word you're looking for. Okay, cool. What, like, the only time... I don't even really know what abroad means, actual definition, but in the context of when people say that they study abroad, that means that, like... like Overseas? Yeah, there's... Yeah. Oh. Well, yeah. I mean, there's something on the other side yeah. about to happen abroad. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. I just thought... That's yeah. fine. That's good. I think you might be right. I'm probably I might uh, be wrong. I don't know. Well, there's we'll people get critiqued out there. For it yeah. anyway. <laughs> there's people out there gonna give us Call some us feedback. idiots. Yeah. Um but yeah, um it's hard not to try to connect the dots and try to figure out like humanity will get in there and like your mm-hmm. humanity is gonna trick you and you're gonna question a lot of things. Like, you know, for you, Zachariah had the accident and broke his arm in two places. Mm-hmm. That's just 
you know, one, it was two places. I bet it was stressful uh, trying to figure out why at that moment. And, um, well, for me, um, it has been a very unexpected situation since mm-hmm. we moved to Ohio. I think I talked to you about yeah, this. Dude. Um, we, we are from Puerto Rico. We introduced ourselves on the first episode. Um, me and my wife received the word back home um, that we were going to move from Puerto Rico and that our lives were going to be made new, basically. Um, we're recently married and we definitely definitely needed a change. So um, we thought we had everything figured out, man, when we were jumping from Puerto Rico to Ohio. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a job lined up. We had transportation lined up. We had a place where we we're going to come to live. And um, I think every time I tell people this, they get like, how? It's just like the day before we were traveling to Ohio, um, the person that had offered the transportation said they couldn't do it because the car had some issues. So um, I had to, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. the unexpected started to happen. Right. Where now we're coming to an unknown place, unknown land, unknown territory in the name of Jesus, of course. But now we are having these situations and um well we we said you know what god called us god talked to us he spoke to us so he he's in control he's got it right so we we kept moving forward and we actually managed for a couple days with people taking us here and there um but the person that offered us the job it was like a like a line job one of those jobs where you show up they give you the job for the day and you are like it was packing chicken and the same day that we went to start signing up the paperwork, that friend of ours gets fired. So, really? Hold on. So the first job that you were going to work yes, when you got here yes. was like on a line yes. packing chicken. Packing chicken. And huh. uh, the one day that we went sign up paperwork, she gets fired. She was pregnant. She was having some mood issues. And I guess, you know, her sp- supervisor didn't like it too much. So, hmm. you know, um, she lost her job, sadly. For her and for us, because then now, again, unexpected, what are we supposed to be doing now? And I think, you know, God. Uh, now you're here has... already in Ohio. Yes. This is in Ohio. Mm-hmm. I know God has a plan for us. I just don't know what it is. You know, right. I just have to trust. And um, man, we were scared, you know, not only doubt and questioning, but fear will get in there and it's going to mess you up if you're not right like if you don't have the right mindset um and you know your faith is not where it should be right it's gonna mess you up so the unexpected started for us at the beginning of our journey to ohio and um you know everything started falling kind of in into place we as time passed by we had like our jobs and we were working and uh we thought everything was good you know we're more falling into routine if that makes sense yeah and I feel sometimes these situations, the unexpected, will help you get off your routine and remember that you have to be prepared for things right. in life. Right. And, um, well, it happened with pregnancy. Our mm-hmm. world got shaken with pregnancy. Right. And I was definitely not prepared to hear the news. I was not ready to be pregnant. And um, I did not believe I was pregnant. So we had five out of six positives. <laughs> test yeah. yeah yeah when grace told me that she was getting dizzy at work that's probably not the right way to say dizzy but um it's fair enough it's close enough yeah 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 
um, I was afraid to say, get a pregnancy test. I was afraid. Yeah. And you, you never expect to be pregnant. I don't think, well, unless you're trying. Unless you're like yeah, really trying, yeah. yeah. We weren't trying. It was like a, a period of in our um, time where we were a little reckless because we had family over for vacation and Grace was on, you know, pills. And that one month we didn't really afford the pills because we were spending money otherwhere. Right. Everywhere except for where we needed to. And um, she got pregnant. And uh, yeah. Five out of six, the first unexpected mm-hmm. for like, I think two years after Yeah, the beginning of our journey here. But then another unexpected situation. And I, I mean, I don't know how people work with this. Mine was on belief, honestly, when we went to, um, well, first of all, before I get to this point, sorry, we met, uh, Grace was very pregnant. It was like maybe a month in or a month and a half. Like they can already start doing ultrasounds and tell you, you know, right. What's going on. Heartbeats, what's yeah. going on. How's it looking? We are at Kroger Middletown and we met uh, a friend from church. Mm-hmm. Now this person met us in the past and we were kind of not close, but we know each other. Yeah. And he's telling us a story about how a friend of them told them that he was pregnant as well. Him as his wife. And he failed to tell them you guys are going to have twins. They didn't really believe them. They didn't take it. Um, they had twins. Really? All right. So I'm starting to freak out because he looked at us and said, and you guys are going to have twins too. And I'm like, man, <laughs> you know, you were Don't doing that, man. You know, we we're doing good. You know, our yeah. friendship was okay until right. this point. I don't even want to talk to him anymore. I'm kidding. I, I love him. He's, yeah. he's a very cool person. But then he dropped that bomb on us. Yeah. You're going to have twins. And I'm like, you better be joking because I'm not, I'm not ready for twins. And, um, the day that we had the ultrasound that I left work and went with Grace, um, the doctor, you know, the specialist technician, whatever, the person that is running the ultrasound, it's working her way in the womb. And, um, we find one of the heartbeats and did like, I cannot tell you how excited I was. You know, mm-hmm. I was like, you know, kind of thinking, wow, like, there's it's real baby it's, there's yeah. there's life in there right um then again the unexpected hits you and right. she's like but i i'm kind of picking up something else and she keeps pushing and she finds a second heartbeat bro i stood up from my chair i'm not kidding and i looked at that monitor yeah with so much unbelief and and like i didn't want it i yeah. was not gonna take the fact that there was actually twins in there yeah so we were having twins. Right. And um, uh, that's, you know, just part of the introduction of all the unexpected things that happen. Right. And I don't really want to get into a lot of details, but um, mm-hmm. the people that know my family and my story, um, uh, we had a, a premature birth of our daughters. They were micro preemie. That means that they were born. And even before a premature point, mm-hmm. um, she was not even six months pregnant. Grace wasn't six months pregnant when she gave birth. It was like five months and like wow. a couple of days, almost four weeks. So it was almost six months. But yeah. just for the fact in the records, they don't call it six months. Mm-hmm. And um, 
It was a very, very, very stressful day. This was one of the unexpected situations in my life where I really, really, really had to cling on to God and faith. Right. And um, what I went through, and I we, we've talked about it. I know a lot of people quit on a lot of things. Some people quit on the marriage. Some people quit on the position of being a father, a provider. Right. People run away when things like this happen. Um we we really didn't know what was going on i didn't know what's going on i had no experience we didn't prepare ourselves to be parents we didn't even went to classes like there's people that go to classes right to prepare for yeah. a, a normal birth we we didn't get to that point and um you know the next thing we know it's we're having twins come into this world and we're moving from um the hospital here uh, middletown we went to miami valley whoever's from ohio you know will know the reference um it's a difference of maybe like 20 minutes from one to the other, whoever doesn't live in Ohio and is listening to this podcast. Um, and, you know, Grace had to be moved in an ambulance because um, uh, every time Grace had, was having a contraction, the baby's heart rate was dropping. So um, they could not receive the babies at Middletown because they don't have the equipment to keep them alive. Mm-hmm. So we're moved to Miami Valley and... Um, that's why they're both born. They have to be resurrected a couple times. Um, they had to be. They had a lot of doctors worked on them just yeah. to keep them stabilized to the right. to the point that okay, they're alive now. We have to work on them. Right. Um, it was a C-section. Grace could not have them naturally because, like I said, every time she had a contractions, the baby's heart rate was dropping, and um, every time there was a a contraction, I think the babies were suffering like like high pressure or something mm-hmm. was happening. Um, so one of our, of our biggest, you know, we're going to call this all unexpected, but you know, one of our biggest situations was that the babies, um, the first thing they told us is besides the fact that they had to be re- resurrected is that they had brain hemorrhage. They had blood in their, in the brain, on the brain. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, that was like one of the biggest problems for for a while uh, besides from needing uv light and you know a lot of other um, things to help her help them um, develop and um, they were checking on that uh, like constantly and uh after that um we got to the point where they started eating and you know grace was uh, pumping a lot and we had like a big stash of milk and they were trying to um give the baby some milk and um by the way just as a reference we named the old one Charmaine and the younger one Scarlett um Charmaine uh tolerated the milk just fine and Scarlett did at the beginning but then um I guess she wasn't processing it well in her intestine so she had a rupture and because mm-hmm. of that rupture, she had a bacteria. Because of bacteria, she couldn't recover. Because she couldn't recover, she passed away. This right. was two weeks after they were born. Um, that was one of my worst moments so far in life. Yeah. Like, I've been through a lot of things. I've been, um, you know, I have a military background. I have the fact that I left my family in Puerto Rico to move with my wife to Ohio, not knowing anybody. Um but I think when the moment comes and a doctor asks you if your baby passes away, you want us to resurrect her and you have to make that call. Mm-hmm. It's 
like the hardest decision yeah. you ever have to make if you want to have your child alive or not. Wow. But then, um, you know, we could tell that Scarlett was suffering. We could see it in her face that she was not okay. Mm-hmm. And um, as much as we loved this kid and we wanted her with us, we could not just bear to be selfish and bring her back to just suffer and be bound to machines. Right. You know, she was not going to be able to have a rather normal life within her, you know, necessities and um situations so we had to call you know let her let her go mm-hmm. and um when she passed she, she passed away with the biggest smile on her face and then for the first time in two weeks she opened her eyes the day that she passed away really so we got to see her eyes before she passed away wow and you know it took time for grace to recover from this and I'm pretty sure this is still a fight that she has every time, you know, because you you know one thing that people need to understand is they were identical twins. So when we look at Charmaine, we're literally looking at how Scarlett would have looked. They were identical. Identical. Correct. They weren't the. Uh, they weren't the yeah, fraternal. Fraternal. Or they were identical, identical twins. Really. Yes. So they would have looked alike. Yeah, right. Maybe a size difference because Scarlett right. was always smaller, but right. Um, they wow. were identical twins. I didn't know they were identical. Um, so, you know, Scarlett passes and we get through all this. And again, dude, it's a moment in life where you have to cling on to God. Yes. You know, faith, it's, it's not just, you know, saying it. It's, you have to believe that what you're saying is going to come to happen. And at that point, we didn't really want it, the miracle of maybe like having Scarlett back, but just knowing and understanding that she was in a better place. And when the Lord comes and we get to go to heaven. We get to see our daughter again. You know, we just, we had this peace in the midst of this situation that we knew she was in the best place at the best moment to be. Right. Um, so yeah, that was one of the, of the biggest <laughs> unexpected times. Dude, I've told you before, you know, I've, I, because we're friends and <clears throat> I know, a little bit about every you know everything that you've walked through to to move here and the conversations that we've had for for y'all to come here you know and this goes out to to anybody who's lost lost a child you know to lose a family member it's extremely difficult it's never easy um but i couldn't imagine losing a child regardless of their age yeah um that has to be just extremely heart-wrenching and i <clears throat> You know, I have I have these fears sometimes, you know, of something happening to one of my kids, you know, like right for me lately being just vulnerable with where I'm at. You know, we're, we're a couple months out from having, you know, our third third kid. And I, it's it. I have these moments at night where I'm just like, you know, praying to the Lord. And I was just extremely anxious about, you know, something happening, mm-hmm. you know, what. You, ha- you go through these like what if scenarios sometimes and you, you try to imagine how you would handle different situations, you know, and, and, but you don't ever know what you're going to do until you're in it, mm-hmm. you know, and that's look, looking at you guys and some of the things that I've been through and some, some of the things I know some other people have been through, 
if you don't, it's one thing to go through it. It's another thing to go through it without the Lord. Hmm. You know, the ones that don't have him yeah. or don't know Jesus. Because he is our hope. You know, I've got it. I've got it pulled up here. Um, Hebrews chapter six. Verse 19 says this hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast and which enters the presence behind the veil. He is. He is our hope. Amen. I mean, he, he there, there's no way. That, that we can make it through, you know, these things without him. You know, had, had you encountered and went through some of these things that you went through to be here, you know, and we, and we talked about it, how God has been in all of it. We don't understand why some of the things that happen the way they do, you know, but you've told me, you know, if, if you were in this similar situation when you, if you, if you were still living in Puerto Rico, yeah, you, you may have lost both of them, both of them mm-hmm. just because of the healthcare you know, resources there and everything else. And, you know, so you never know. You, you try to, I think as humans, we try to find the silver lining and sometimes we can't. And that, that might be frustrating for us. But I think there's a piece when we come to a point after we've went through the process of, you know, what it, whatever the situation that we're, that we're walking through, whatever we've processed out of that is ultimately we are not in, in control. Mm-hmm. And since we're not in control, we also have this hope that we don't have to go through it alone. But at the end of the day, if no one ever walks with me or, or you know, I find myself alone, I'm really not alone mm-hmm. in that. I have the Lord with me, the ones closest to me, with me. And sometimes... You know, whatever situation we we're walking through might be, you know, too difficult for some to to bear, and they might leave us out there on our own. But you know, we the Bible says that Jesus is the friend that sticks closer than a brother. And I might not be able to tangibly see him, but I know in my heart that he's there. That he's there, Mm -hmm. and and you know, it hurts his heart too because of what sin has has done to the world, right? But he doesn't leave us hopeless or alone, you know. And I'm glad that you're saying that. I think, you know, I'm not trying to portray a very strong man or a person that didn't suffer through all this because I am strong and I can control my feelings. But I was very emotional. I did cry. I did felt everything. You know, well, yeah. I, uh, I mean, not not being able to do anything I don't know to make it you, better for my. I don't know, know if I could call you human if you did. Yeah. You know, <laughs> right. Like, but you know, um, taking on that zombie personality for hey. real, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a lot. Something that a lot of people told me is that it's okay to question God. You know, it's okay to ask why, and and I agree. You know, it's okay for you to, in your humanity, ask why am I going through yeah. this? He's but, not afraid of your questions, right? But one thing that people need to understand, and I think a lot of people do this. And, you know, might be people that don't have God and the difference. It's like they tend to blame God. 
right for yes. what is happening yeah and right. you know people need to understand it's not god's fault that we're going through things like this you just said it's a sinful world Correct. and um babies are born um in a world that human beings are corrupting sickness is everywhere right and you know um i will never ever yeah think or try to put blame on the almighty ever right this is a situation that happened because of timing because of you know natural Mm -hmm. situations in life and if anything it helped us grow closer to god and closer as a family it comes to mind the story that comes to mind i'm sorry i almost they get coughed but the disciples come to jesus and they ask him about this person that has this infirmity they say does this person have this infirmity because of his sin or because of the sin of his parents hmm. and he's and, and jesus makes this statement basically he says neither but that my father may be glorified hmm. saying god did not create it or curse the man because of it. But he's going to get the glory out of his situation. Yeah, I agree. Because he's come to set us free. He's come to heal. He's come to 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 be and to uh, bring restoration. And sometimes that means we lose the ones we love. And and I tell people, you know, that are that are walking through difficult things, you know, why the question why is not inherently bad mm-hmm. it's not a bad question to ask but don't let it take you to a place of unbelief hmm. god's not afraid of you asking the question why it doesn't change the nature of who he is but it does have the ability to change my belief and my faith if right. i'm not careful right I have to trust that even if I don't get the answer that I'm looking for, he's still, he's still sovereign and in control and he still loves. I mean, you know what I mean? doesn't make it any easier. Right. But after I've processed, processed and I've had a, a, a time to take a step back and just look at what I've been through. And, and for y'all, man, I mean, I told you, you know, you and Grace are some of the strongest people I've ever met to to walk through what you've walked through you know and, and and what christian has shared is an extremely small snippet mm-hmm. even though it's it's a very heavy situation it's a small snippet of you know what y'all have walked through to right just live here yeah you know for sure it's it's crazy yeah um just going back to that um if anything man at the end of my days Whenever that is, only God knows. But I want people to say, man, Christian was like a Job. A, 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 a Job. 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 I thought yeah, you yeah. said a joke. No, no. <laughs> Job, like Job. J-O-B. Yeah, like you a know, Job. Yeah. At the end, he glorified the name of God, even though he, he went through loss, he went through trial, he went through... He literally lost everything. Yeah. I I, mean, I hope I don't have to lose everything. No, no, no. But, I'm not going to speak that over you either. Right, but. right. At the end of it, mm-hmm. I want my faith to be untainted and right there. Yeah, knowing that God was in control and that He was still 
my god right um but yeah i just um going back a, you know a little more in real quick um so charmaine it's the one still standing um and then from losing scarlet uh one of the nurses noticed that charmaine's head was growing quicker than her body mm-hmm. so they run a couple x-rays and they notice that there's obstruction in her brain that is not letting the brain fluids be um, absorbed like a normal person would um and that's a condition called called hydrocephalus mm-hmm. so the brain produces fluids the body can't absorb them so they just stay there and it starts inflammating your head really yeah so um they couldn't do anything does there. she still struggle with mm-hmm. still deal with that now yeah, yeah she's got a device called a shunt it's like oh it's it a drain. okay 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 the fluids to yeah. her stomach and her okay. stomach deals with the gotcha. absorbing it okay um but yeah, so she gets translated from the one hospital. Transported. Miami. Translated. Tran- transported. It's not a trans. Okay, transported from one hospital to the other. Yeah. yeah. Um, because they couldn't do the procedure there, um, so we go to the other hospital, and then she gets a uh, surgery for um, to put on uh, a shunt. Uh, whoever's on the medical field will understand. Whoever's not, this is a device that goes in the head. Some of them are temporary. Some of them are permanent. Charmaine's is permanent. Charmaine's will grow with her. It's a device that helps drain that fluid from her head mm-hmm. to her stomach. Mm. Then the stomach does the absorbing and right. it deals with the fluids. Um, um, so she got that surgery. Um, besides from that surgery, and now I'm going to make like general um, like clips of what she's been through. Just uh, I don't get into too many yeah. details. Um, from that surgery. So when a baby is on a mother's womb, the reason why they don't have to breathe, there's a, like an artery that connects from the umbilical cord to their heart that brings in the oxygenated blood. Mm-hmm. That artery, artery, artery. I'm not even going to try. Yeah. Artery. artery. Yeah. yeah. I know everybody that, knows that what you're saying. The one thing that brings <laughs> oxygenated blood, uh, it closes up naturally with a normal birth of a baby that's already being mm. you know, developed mm-hmm. on a premature baby. It takes from one to two weeks to close up because Charmaine was a micro preemie. It never closed up. So that was causing a contraire blood flow on her heart. So that her heart was getting inflammated. Really? Yeah. So it was starting to get like swollen and mm. there was like a very weird flowing on the blood in her heart. Right. So they figured they had to go in and put a metal clip on that artery. artery. Yeah artery yeah and um fix that problem so she had another you know procedure where they had to go through the rib cage move it around get that artery clip it and um so they tell us you know one of the uh worst case scenarios of this um procedure is like five percent of the times there's a nerve in the way that has to do with the vocal cords and sometimes it gets hurt damaged and you know it could there's only five percent five percent man and um, out of the five percent, we were in that five percent. Man, and um, Charmaine has her right side vocal cords paralyzed. It's not even that she's got a problem; they're paralyzed. They don't work. Hmm. Um, so from that point, we noticed that when she started eating from a bottle, she would like choke and cough. She wouldn't cry too loud. She was like a little cat, like yeah you know whining Hmm. and um when they started looking at why it ended up being that her vocal cords were hurt on that procedure 
um, a little down the road, um, they had told us on the shunt um, surgery that also like a very small percentage of the time when they put on a shunt, it gets infected and they have to like redo the process. They have to like clean the system and stuff. And um, uh, we also fail in that low percentage where her first shunt got infected and she had to have a second surgery. Wow. I think it was like uh, a month or two months in and she had that infection. The infection started on her stomach and it went all the way through the shun. Uh, it caused meningitis on her. So she had to be like in antibiotics for God knows how long until her system was completely cleaned of the meningitis and the infection. And then they started and redid the redid the shot. The procedure, which is the one that it that she's got right now. Yeah. Thankfully. Um uh so because of the hemorrhage at the beginning, um she had she suffered a lot of pressure on her head that affected her um eye nerves. Mm-hmm. And um when Charmaine was a baby, she would not look up at all. She was either hardly ha- halfway or down most of the time. Yeah. And um, they told us, you know, because of the pressure, she's not going to be able to look up and she's got all these issues. And um, thank God she's doing a lot better. She's using her eyes, you know, pretty normal per se. But she did develop um, CVI, which is um, cortical vision impairment, Mm -hmm. which the way they explained it to us is that the eyeball itself, it's perfect. Now, from the eyeball to the brain, there's like wires, nerves right. that send the image and the information. Those nerves are the ones that are damaged. So, for her to see, she takes time to process the image that she's looking at. Like, for me and you, we look to the side and say, okay, so this is a curtain. This is right. a mic. For her, she needs her time. She needs to take her time to understand what she's looking at and right. process the image. Hmm. Um so that's you know some of the stuff um uh she um well, doesn't have much speaking she doesn't use as much her mouth she does a lot of touching to yeah. identify things she does um push buttons for communication and commands and stuff like that right um just because she can't really see much and we don't know how much she can see because she can talk so it's a little right. frustrating but yeah we're working on it. Um, and then the last, you know, couple of things that had happened is she was having some like twitches and her arms and legs that were kind of weird. And then some like a shutdown type movement. And we didn't really know what it was. So we started like digging in with like neurology. And it ended up being that she was developing infant spasms. It's mm. like, uh, like infant seizures. Yeah. And well, um, we had to work on that. Now she's on medication for that as well. And um, the last unexpected situation we were working on, which is we were off of last week or so. Right. Um, we were a whole month trying to figure out problems that she was having with like behavior changes and throwing up her formula. And she every time you would give her formula, she would throw up. And they were trying to talk about like it's because of her tooth are coming out so she's having all the like spit ups and whatever it's probably a behavior thing it's probably her age it's probably an infection because at that point she had an ear infection but um 
I mean, for a whole month, man, she went to antibiotics. So we fought the infection and it was taken care of. She was still throwing up. And um, we like we took her to the ER like three times in one week and they would not do anything. They would just look at her and say, it's just, you know, a thing that she needs to get over. And um, the la- the third time um, we managed to talk to one of her neurosurgery doctors one of the doctors that performed the surgery on her head and you know the fact that she was throwing up and she had behavioral changes and all these things were a bunch of red flags for that surgery because it was kind of bringing back to life the time where she had the infection because it was a lot of the same things right and he was upset that you know she wasn't really receiving the care and the studies done to you know rule things out and uh, he called ER, and then they admitted us at the hospital where we were a whole week, mm-hmm. a children's hospital. Yeah, trying to figure out what was wrong with her, and it ended up being aspiration um, because of the vocal cords. Going back to that, she had to eat with thicken with a thickener on the yeah. milk, and then in a certain position to use her left side vocal cords so she wouldn't choke. So she outgrew the thickener, but then. Um, for some reason, now we're back to a point where when she drinks, her like airways get like opens up, and then some of the milk was passing through, right? And that's what was causing the choking and the, mm. the throwing up. But they also think there was like a intolerance on the formula, so maybe she outgrew it. She didn't like it anymore, yeah. so they had to change it. And there's like a brand new diet we're working on. Wow. That's basically where we at right now. That was as that was as of late, like this last month actually. As of last yeah, since April. And she's how old now? She's gonna be three in June. Three in June. Yep. Wow. So we've been, I mean, wow, working with her ever since. Yeah, that's crazy. And you know, this is just her situations. I don't want to take any credit away from the fact that financially we had the biggest struggle. Because I was out for a month out right. of work, and Grace was out of work, and yeah, you know we 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 right. we were yeah very 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 stressful about that right stressed not stressful stressed stressed yes yeah. dude I don't know how y'all do it I really don't I mean it's crazy mm-hmm. out of a novel man out of a book. <laughs> Yeah, something like that. The Chronicles of Chris. The <laughs> the Chronicles of Chris. <laughs> yeah, I mean y'all uh, y'all have been through it and this isn't a this isn't meant to be a a woe is me. Oh yeah, like, yeah for you know, sure. Feel bad. This is just It's to it's to bring light to that we have hope in him. Amen. And, you know, I I was just thinking about this, you know, the first one back after two months, people probably expect it'll be a a fun one. one. This one, (laughs) this one is a heavy one because we, you know, Christian and I both, we only, we're very real people. We're very raw about, you know, what we feel, what we think, what's going on with us. And, you know, and some people, some people need that. So this might not be the episode that, that helps you, but, you know, we believe for the ones that are, you know, in secret, you know, in private, no one really knows the situations that they're walking through. You know, we, 
we want this episode to be intentional and to, you know, encourage you and know that, you know, you're not alone and the things that you're walking through and that, uh, that the Lord's with you. And, and I remember, so, you know, for me, for expecting the unexpected back in 2010, uh, in August of 2010, I lost my, my papa, my grandfather. Hmm. And, um, and so, you know, he was someone that I loved dearly, loved being around, had this contagious laugh, um, you know, was, was a great man. And, um, and at the time I was working on a golf course and, uh, we'd had a, actually had a pretty good storm come through. And, uh, at the time my dad was, was my boss, uh, along with some other guys that we were working in what he had wanted us to do that day was go around and clean up the course. Cause there's a lot of trees on, you know, the golf course, go clean up limbs right. and, you know, after this storm had come through and everything else. And so I found myself out there and I had only been going to church for a couple of months. I wasn't even saved at the time. Hmm. Um, but I was hungry to, to walk with God and what that looked like. And I hadn't given my life to him yet, but I remember being alone out there on the course and I'm, I'm just asking God to speak to me, hmm. speak to me. I want, I want, I hear other people say that you talk to them. I want you to talk to me. Right. And, um, and so and he did, he did. He start so he starts talking to me about these, these branches and these limbs and these sticks and twigs that are on the ground from these trees. And, you know, the range of size of branch or limb or twig that I picked up was, was like wide. It was like from picking up twigs to picking up limbs that had been ripped out of trees from the storm. And there were even some trees that had uprooted and fell that we had to, you know, Cut up, Cut and, up yep. yeah, and clean up, and um, and so the Lord starts talking to me about the foundation of mm-hmm. these trees. That when the storm comes, what does your foundation look like to be able to handle the storm? Mm-hmm. If you're not, if your foundation, your roots don't go deep. In him, when the storm comes, you'll fall apart. Wow, that's good stuff. See that what it, this is the this is the essentially what we're trying to say today, and expect the unexpected. Jesus said that life is going to happen. Mm-hmm. He said, "In this life, you will have trouble." Right. But the hope is this. He said, "But be of good cheer; I've overcome the world." Mm-hmm. So while you're here, you will walk through you will walk through things. And James said to count it all joy when you encounter various trials. That it will work your patience. Now, how do you have joy <laughs> when you're going through something that's completely life taking? Right. Only by God. Through God. Through God, by God, mm-hmm. that's it. 
And so he starts talking to me about these these trees and and you know we we do a little bit and then we go to lunch. Well, <clears throat> you know I'm like my mind's blown because you know I had I had no I had no intention of trying to hear the voice of God that day for me mm-hmm. internally. But now, you know, I'm like dwelling on that at lunch and me and a buddy go, I can't remember exactly where we went to eat that day, but on our way home, my mom calls me to tell me that my grandfather passed away, hmm. which he had been dealing with cancer and everything else had been in, on and off treatments and, um, and, you know, initially right after she told me, I got really upset, really emotional, mm-hmm. was crying but it only lasted for like a minute. Hmm. Like I had this peace come over me, which was really weird because I didn't understand. I, you know, I, I wasn't even saved. I was going to church and so some things were getting fed to me, but I wasn't even saved. I, I didn't really understand until on down the road, looking back at the entire situation, what God was doing. But I had this peace come over me and, I, and then I was okay. And so, literally, hours before I find out the news, God was preparing me to handle the news. Hmm. Because, so, the storm of losing a loved one comes into my life. Now, to handle it in the moment I did, after that, I kind of lost it for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah which then led up to my salvation hmm. for like a month. I, I, I really, really struggled. And, um, and then, and then a little bit after that, you know, I ended up giving my life to the Lord cause it got really dark for a while. And, um, you know, I can't control the storm. Mm-hmm. We can't control when the unexpected happens. Correct. But what I can control right now before the storm gets here, when I'm least expecting it, at least expecting it, is building my faith, building my hope, building my relationship with the Lord. Hmm. So when it comes, when I'm least expecting it, when you lose that loved one, when you lose your job, when horrible situations come, I I'm prepared to handle them. Yeah. I have I go through the process of grief grief and you know, heartbreak and even stress, but I'm grounded. I'm grounded in him. Mm-hmm. Right? Going back to that James scripture, it just came to me because I forgot the second part of that verse until now. But it says, count all joy when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. And then he says, but let patience have its perfect work so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Pretty powerful. The psalmist wrote in Psalm 
Psalms 119, I think it's in verse 71. It says, I'm thankful to have been afflicted that I might know your statutes, that I can trust in your word. I can't walk through this life without him. So I guess a little bit, this might be a gospel episode, dude. This is essentially the gospel. This is the good news. That it's promised to me in this life I will have trouble, but I don't have to go through it alone. I don't have to I don't have to live hopeless because the one who is hope has come to give me life and set me free. Hmm. You know, I, I I'm not I'm not gonna go there because that's just this is difficult, but especially in the day and time that we're living in. Time is short. Time is short and we must know God. We must know him. What do you got to share? While you were talking, um, just going back to Job. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, people need to understand a lot of times situations will happen. Life will happen. It's can avoid that. Right. But a lot of times the Lord would allow things to happen so we may grow. Right. Spiritually. So we may grow as individuals. So we may grow in a relationship with him. And um, something that I've learned through all this process is just to, you know, trust him and bless him. Right. Bless him when there's food on my fridge and, you know, my bills are paid and I got a couple bucks in the bank, but also bless him when I'm needing and I don't have the things that I had. Right. When everything was good. Mm -hmm. And I just had that in my mind. And if you go back to the word in Job, um, chapter one and verse 21st is when he says uh, naked I came from my mother's womb and naked I will depart the Lord gave the Lord has taken away may the name of the Lord be praised it's not just uh, you know and we hear this a lot of times yeah. you, know, you have to be grateful you have to bless the Lord mm-hmm. when you have but also when you don't and it's not until you live and go through the unexpected right character if i can use that word it's molded and changed right so you may be able to make this happen so you may be able to understand that even if i don't get it the way that i want it Mm -hmm. or the way that i was thinking right god is still almighty god is deserves still the glory right even in the midst of yeah what do you feel it's the worst right yeah job saying you know naked did i come from my mother's womb Naked will I leave this earth. Mm-hmm. I came with nothing. I'm leaving with nothing. Correct. All that I have, all that's taken is the Lord's. Mm-hmm. It's all his. It all belongs to him. And he promises in his word that he will not leave the righteous forsaken. Mm-hmm. 
my only responsibility is to love him with all of my life. I feel like Job's story is a little radical, <laughs> per se. Cause yeah. Like you lost everything, dude. Right. You know. Yeah. I think it serves as an example for us to see that lost you know, his kids. Right. We're just going through this little mm-hmm. situation that seems to be drowning and right. huge, but you know we still have right enough to give thanks yes. for. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, bro, it's a heavy. It is. With a heavy episode. It is. Uh, I'm still just like in my head, you know, I talked so much and I'm just going back through it. And mm-hmm. all I can say is just glory to God, man. Yeah. Amazing. If I'm here, it's because of his mercy, his love, and his grace. That's right. We both, me and my wife and my daughter, you know. Yeah. Yep. Y'all are amazing, man. All you all out here, out there that have lost children and are, and are still standing, standing strong, walking through. Not, not to say that you haven't had your moments. You're the MVP. Y'all are the MVP. Yeah, yeah. Y'all the real ones. Just keep your head up, and you know. And you know, I don't want to take credit away either from the people that have actually blamed the Lord. Right. It is a very strong moment in life. It is a very right. yes. delicate situation. I'm not right. going to take any credit. I'm not going to say these people is wrong, man. People just need to understand. Right. It is not God's fault. Right. It's just life. It is just life. Mm-hmm. But God is there. God's there. And he still love him. That's, it. That's, that's the whole thing. Yeah. Through all of it. Right. Yeah. People that have pointed their fingers to, to him. Right. He still love you. Yeah, he still, yeah. It doesn't change. Mm-hmm. His love does not change towards you, even if you blame him. Yeah. His love is still there. He still forgives you. That cannot change. It's awesome. Wonderful, bro. Expect Heavy. The unexpected. Expect the unexpected. We hope that this blessed you. We hope that this helped you in some way. Yes. Maybe push you a little bit to try to get to know the Lord yeah, in a deep, deep, intimate way so that you can be prepared when the unexpected happens. Yes. And uh, I know we've said this in the last couple episodes, but we have a Facebook page. And if anybody has any kind of feedback, we are more than happy to hear what you think, what you feel. Um, now that Tyler's a... Uh, full-time ministry he can get with you and pray and <laughs> yeah <laughs> do yeah, god's absolutely. business you know we we're here for that we're here to enjoy have fun but we also are here for the business to do god's work and yes you know, shed the truth we love you guys shed his love yeah show his love awesome christian i love you bro love you too man i'm glad we're back it's been a while yeah yeah but Excited. we back yeah, been a yeah. while but we back yeah all right y'all If you've made it this far, we thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. See ya. This is TNC Sessions. We thank you for listening to today's episode. You can catch us anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Catch you in the next one.